Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. In 2018, a Patreon episode of Don't You Know Who I Am spread across the airwaves and people could not get enough. In 2019, it went from behind the paywall and out into the open and the people, they loved it. Tonight, through the powers of Zoom, the team are back. Can you please welcome into your earbuds Matt Stewart, Louis Theroux, and Sir Michael Kane to play Don't You Know Who I Am? <laughs> yeah. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for oh thanks. What a fantastic tune oh. that is. I've never felt so invigorated in my life. Goodbye, Happy Land, Hello, the Alan Parsons Project. I might do that for every single one now. I feel so pumped up. um, It's such an honour to have you three all back again. Thank you. Louis, hello, how have you been? Hello, it's wonderful to be here. It's Louis Thru from the BBC. What a great time we're having. I just want to say I think that it's wonderful that you've had me back. And uh, I'm very thrilled. I'm just here in my mansion. It looks very nice in Zoom. Thank you very much, yes. And and Matt Stewart, it's such an honour to have you back. Yeah, well, you've got the three big guns, uh, three. previous guests. Obviously, three big names um, yep. on the world stage. I've just written the other two down, Louis Theroux and Michael Caine. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I'm just loving uh, my little house in... Uh, uh, I live in Leatherhead, which is a wonderful place. It's beautiful. Uh, in Surrey. And I've got a wonderful movie theatre in my house where I go in and I, I, yeah, I get people, I get people to come in. Well, back in pre-COVID days, and talk into the movie, so I could yell, "Excuse me, can you stop talking during the movie?" Are these friends of yours, or are you just hiring regular people to come? No, in? I only get professionals. It's a union thing. Okay. <laughs> How have you been in the COVID lockdown, um, Sir Michael Caine? I mean, you, I don't want to be rude, but you are an, a senior gentleman. I am at risk. Uh, it's been very, it's been fine. Good. I've been enjoying myself uh, and my family uh, living in my nice house. I'm waiting for tenants to be released. <laughs> for- and everyone says, I, I say, Christopher Nolan, you can't release something in theatres even though there's no people in the theatres. And you know what he says to me? He says, that is what Christopher Nolan would do. It's a statement. It's all about time and, and it's, you know, whatever. And, you know, he's a, a very smart man. Great. And, Louis, how are you going with the, with the whole lockdown? 
uh, fantastic. You know, I just um, it's been a bit hard for me though, um, obviously because I'm quite social. Yes. And uh, you know, going over and you know seeing all these people and calling them fuckheads to their face. So uh, sometimes I'll just call people. And just, you know, just call them out on stuff. Oh, it must have been big at the start of lockdown. Tiger King was hugely popular. I know. It's absolute bullshit. Can I just say, people just forgot that Louis Theroux was there first. Yes. Once it's again. Like, hello, Louis Theroux was there. Yeah. And all of a sudden this Tiger King documentary comes out and because oh, have you heard about Tiger King? Yes, I've heard about Tiger King. I was the first Tiger King. So there was you. You've done Tiger King. You did a um, Scientology documentary, and that was kind of also. There was another Scientology documentary that re- was released. Yeah, don't talk to me about that one. Okay, it really cheeses my grits. You also did a thing on Michael Jackson, and then that one. That they had a know, Michael a, Jackson documentary. I'm a trendsetter. Okay, I can sniff out a deadbeat and a pervert uh, <laughs> a mile away. You know, and let me just say, yes, that it smells fine in this room. Oh, good, yeah. good, good. I was worried for a second, except for Matt. <laughs> I, feel <laughs> bit, I feel like that that uh, moustache. It sort of it reminds me of the Tiger King a little bit, except maybe even worse. Uh, I think some piercings and some tattoos might actually do you good. Do you have a tattoo, Matt? Yeah, I've got a tattoo. What's it, what's the uh, tattoo of? It's pretty badass. It's uh, flames oh. on my uh, ankle, so which I think is probably the coolest tattoo you can get. Oh, I don't know. I reckon a dolphin jumping over your belly button's pretty cool. That's a yeah, well, that yeah. is what I've got. <laughs> I've got one of them, and it's very good. And people say, "Michael, okay, why do you have that?" And I'll be like, "It's nothing more majestic than a, a dolphin. They're smarter than dogs." And next to them in the uh, big book of uh, animals, if it's alphabetical. Okay, our first game tonight is called Social Me, Me, Media. Well, I'll read out status updates by the four of us. I'm included. When I only have three guests, I put myself in this game. If you think, you know... very selfless of you. I've never won the game. I've always wanted to win my own game. One day, hopefully, I, I get to win. One of these days, I believe that you can win your own game. I would love it. But then the game will be over. Oh, imagine my final ever podcast, I win. And I've clocked the final screen. I get to the kill screen and don't you know who I am. What I do, I read out status updates by the four of us. If you think you know who it is, buzz in. Your names are your buzzers. You get a point if you get right, a point to the person who actually wrote the tweet, if you're incorrect. So our first one is this one. I have some toilet paper if anyone needs any. It's used but only on one side. Who wrote that? Uh, Louis Theroux. Yes, Louis. Was that Louis Theroux? It was Louis Theroux, yes. Louis. Ah, you dipshit. Am I allowed to do that? Well, Is that allowed? I listen, I'm sorry, I've forgotten the rules of you know the game. What? <laughs> I didn't say you can't buzz in for your own ones. Tonight. <laughs> that's cheating. Surely that's cheating. I mean, I know that I didn't write it. I listened back. I mean, back I don't know that I did write it. Sorry. In, in preparation for this episode, I listened back to the first episode, the only other episode that we all did, us, us yes. uh, four. And it was, uh, I was letting you buzz in for your own ones. Tonight. Because you've played, you played the game twice, Lou. I'm not going to let you do that. So no points there for anyone. Okay. So, uh, well, that seems fair. And I do apologise for that. <laughs> I mean, I just don't mean to sort of come in here and tell you what my tweets are. I don't know if now is a good time. That's but it certainly it's one, you know, I just heard it and I was like, wait, wait a second. That's Louis Theroux tweet. I'll just say my name and then say my name once more. And that's fine. I can say my name. It's my right. But I did think that maybe this was not right. Perhaps. I thought it was a very funny tweet, Louis. 
thank you so much. You know, I just sort of get my ideas. I just see what in the zeitgeist and I say, hey, you know what? People are getting toilet paper. Okay. Why don't I make a little joke about that? <laughs> and then I just did it and it went crazy. Like all my tweets do. They I literally <laughs> they do. One time I just tweeted Apple and it got retweeted over 5,000 times. Can you imagine that? It didn't mean anything to me. Well, Matt could because he goes viral all the time. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to tweet Apple right now, see what happens. <laughs> I thought the only viral that you went is is COVID. Sorry, that was a joke. <laughs> I don't I don't want to say that you do have COVID. I'm sure you're very diligent. That's a little Louis Theroux joke. I'm not very good at jokes. You don't see me sort of be funny. But, uh, you know, people at home, my family think that I'm a real jokester. Hey, Louis, when you start talking, why do you look off into the middle distance? Well, just because, I mean, I usually like to talk, uh, you know, to people or seem confused. And I think that the middle distance is a perfect sort of beta ground. You don't want to look off in the close distance because then people think that you're an alpha <laughs> and they're not as sort of open with their feelings. But middle distance is perfect beta sort of. You know, I'm not threatening you. I'm not threatening anyone. I can get sort of things out of you that, that I can then exploit and, yeah. uh, you know, show to the rest of the world how much of a fuckhead you are. <laughs> so, so you're saying you're you're just playing a beta. You're really an alpha dude. Oh, yeah, damn. I'm a big-time alpha boy. <laughs> yeah. I pump, I pump weights. Um, you know, I, I watch UFC. He actually calls um, himself a beta max. That's what he is. Yeah. That's how strong he yeah, is. Yeah, I'm beta max, baby, okay? <laughs> I'm big-time. Have you ever seen, do you know, my, my cousin, Justin Theroux? He's a big alpha. Alphas run in my family. My father was a, a writer, big-time alpha boy, you know. Big alpha. Big alpha well, energy alphas, on your dad. You know, I play the fool, but don't don't be tripping. You know what I mean? <laughs> Question two. To me, age is just a number that signifies how many years you've been alive. Uh, Louis Theroux. Yes, Louis. Is that Michael Caine? No, that was Matt Stewart. A point there for Matt. Yes. Why did you think that it was me? (laughs) I just thought that it seemed like an older gentleman's... Really? Uh, Well, I am a lot older than (laughs) Matt Stewart over there. And I did not do it. (laughs) Yes, I I suppose you're right. I I actually appreciate um, you thinking of my words as something that could have come out of Sir Michael Caine's mouth. Oh, you, oh, you know, I just thought it was old. That was my first sort of gut reaction. <laughs> well, I'm that as well. How old are you, mate? No, you're not. You're not. How old are you? Thirty-six. Ah, oh, you're thirty-six. Get out. You need to get out of town. You're yagging. You're like a little baby egg. You're like a baby egg that is not yet grown into an adult egg that in turn hatches a baby. Um, yeah, now, Michael Caine, you look you look into the the near distance. Don't oh you? yeah, I'm not afraid to look at you right in the eyes. <laughs> I will stare at you. Sometimes I stare at pictures just to stare them down. But let me tell you, they never blink, not even once. But did you know something? I never blink in any of my seats. I've noticed. Yes, in a Christmas Carol, the Muppet movie, you don't blink. As Ebenezer Scrooge. That's right, because the Muppets don't blink, so why should I? Exactly. (laughs) Question three. Love my work. So great to continue after 100 years. Matt? Yes, Matt. Is that 
Michael Caine. That's Michael Caine, yes. Another point there for Matt. Yep. Yep. You're not that old, Michael. No, I'm not. That was a little joke uh, <laughs> that I like to do because I'm quite old, but I'm not dead yet. I'm only... <laughs> <laughs> uh, How old? I feel like I'm only 16. <laughs> he was only 16. I was only 16. Question four. Someone casually brought up their friend Gregory Grubb in conversation last night. A real person named Gregory Grubb. Uh, Michael Caine. Yes, Michael Caine. Chusher. No, that was Matt Stewart. Another point there for Matt. Matt is cleaning up by doing, but just being I understand quiet. why Sir Michael Caine would have thought that, because Gregory Grubb is a Tasmanian. That's what oh. I heard about him. It was New Year's Eve just gone, and uh, there was uh, some... Uh, conversation going that I was sort of just on the side of. I didn't know people super well at this party. And they were chatting about it. It was just a throwaway thing. Oh, hey, Gregory Grubb would be into that or something like that. And I'm like, there's... hang on. There's a person out there right now named Gregory Grubb. That's fine. And I've, I think about it, you know, people exaggerate when they say I think about it every day. But I really do think about Gregory Grubb every day. When you say that that's Tasmania, it's funny because there are Grubbs living. Like, I went to school with Grubbs in Burnie. There's a family of Grubbs in Burnie. Yeah, well, there you go. The real Tassie's a real grub state. We love the grub. Yeah, I, I think Tasmania's wonderful. I went and did a little bit of press tour on <laughs> Now You See Me Too. And uh, can I just say, very beautiful place. Oh, yes. It's very, I'd say it's very much like the English countryside. If you're currently stationed in Surrey, probably very similar. It's absolutely exactly like that. Yep. That's what I was you thought that I was going to disagree with it. <laughs> I did. But I wasn't. <laughs> I can't tell because you're not blinking. It's very hard. <laughs> All right. Question five. You are a child of the universe, like the trees. You have a right to be here. Matt. Yes, Matt. That's got the wisdom of Sir Michael Caine all over You are it. correct. Another one there for Matt Stewart. You're the no, only sorry. one who scored, I usually, Matt. I go up to the trees every day, and I did this in Tasmania, and I go, you got a... Right to be here, tree. Don't let anyone tell you different. And just when I was saying that, a man came up and said, you should leave to one of those trees. And you know what I did? I, I gave him one with my cane. <laughs> Do you I carry a cane? cane. <laughs> I carry canes and I sell many different canes uh, of all shapes and sizes. Because last time you were on the show, you were talking about your, your actual furniture shop, Michael's Cane. Yes, yes it is still going, <laughs> although it has closed. I was going to say, Currently. are you on JobKeeper? Uh, I am on the UK version oh. of JobKeeper. Okay, good. Yeah, you've got it. But, you know, I'm still making cane furniture. <laughs> I'm making tables, which are the new types of chairs. Yes, that's all we used to last time. <laughs> tables are the new chairs. I haven't given up. It's going to catch on. <laughs> Question six. With a trillion dollars, if Jeff Bezos spent a million dollars a day, it would take him 2,739 years before he ran out of money. Matt. Yes, Matt. That is a Josh Earl. Yes, you're another one there for Matt. Yes. I might clean up You're here, really Matt. pulling away there, Matt, aren't you? <laughs> we haven't. You you've been very quiet, Louis. I've been quiet. I've just been waiting for people to talk. You know, that's what I do. I let people talk and dig their own graves. <laughs> I thought and that. for you, it's only a matter of time. I thought people would think that was me. I think that was Louis. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, that seems quite smart. Is that me? Yeah. But that then was, it wasn't me. That was, that's, I reckon that's a bit too much money. 
Yes. If you can spend a million dollars every day for almost 3,000 years. I've started, when I've been walking around the neighborhood and I just see a nice house, I'm like, what kind of asshole lives here in this huge house? Yeah. I don't know what, I don't know why it's happened, but I'm like, I'd feel guilty every day living in a big house. Well, What's happened to you, me? I, I used to be all about climbing the ladder. My house is leatherhead. Yes. It's sorry here. It it's not it's nice, but it's not huge. Yep. Even though you have your own cinema that you can ship a, a busload of people in. It's not a busload. I don't say busload because that is against the lockdown procedures. <laughs> okay. But it is a big enough theatre that I can do that if I wanted to. But I, you don't need a big house. You just have to sacrifice certain rooms. I what, for what your have big you lost? I've You've lost got a bathroom still, right? I've got a bathroom, but I don't have a kitchen <laughs> on site. <laughs> so what do you do for lunch then? It's an off-site kitchen. Oh, okay. What does a, that mean? It's off. It's a kitchen, but it's off-site. Oh, yeah. And I, I was, I came on, and I was like, get rid of it all, and they would got rid of everything, and I was like. You're only supposed to blow the bloody door, sir. <laughs> and they laughed and they thought that I was joking. But I was actually quite that serious because I was not blinking <laughs> at all. See, with the big houses, Matt, I do this thing where I fantasise about just going up to them, knocking on the door and saying, hey, can I have your house after you die? I'm a nice yeah. person. I'll never have a house this big. Just, I've got two kids. I'll never buy a house. Can I please just, just give me your house? You should do it. You'd have the guts to do that, I reckon. I, I might need what? to take my kids with me and say, look at us. We're a nice family. Just We, Practice we just want faces. a house. Yeah. All right, question seven. You have to leave the park if you recognise someone when you go there. Uh, Michael Caine. Yes, Michael Caine. That's Louis Theroux. You are correct. Yes, a point there for Michael Caine. Finally, someone Michael else Caine has scored. Wins. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? You'd be recognised a lot, though, in the park, Louis. That would be a... Well, yeah, that's right, you know. Um, I go to a park, people say, you know, they look at me, they kind of give me that that sort of look like, hey, you're Louis through and I just sort of go, please, I don't, I'm not on. You yep. know what I mean? I've got to turn off. You've got to be, you know, you know, uh, Josh, you're not completely on all the time. You're not doing game shows. No. Every waking moment. Or writing little comedy songs, little parody songs. <laughs> don't do parody songs. Yeah, you, you do your no. little parody songs. No, no you parodies. You don't do parody songs all the time. You don't I don't, say, I don't know, do them do ever. Little, I don't do any parody um, songs. You don't do, uh, I'm coming home, so you better get this pasta started. That one was a great one that you did. That's not I mine. It. I didn't write, um, you may... To I the tune of Pink. No. It's a very funny, clever song. I didn't change the words to the uh, Rehab by Amy Winehouse to say Kebab. I didn't do that. Oh, that's good too. <laughs> yes, very good. I, I even gave that to someone and they said, oh, yeah, but I've never used it. And Matt, you don't, you know, um, do whatever it is. <laughs> Matt does a podcast called Do Go On, Louis, which is, uh, oh. I, I think you'd really like it. They really dive deep into like moments in history and talk about it. Right. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, we've, we've never never thought to tell your story, Louis. Is, is it interesting? I'm not super familiar with your work. What do you, oh, me, what do you get up to? Oh, don't! Yeah. It doesn't matter, you know. I'm just Louis Theroux from the BBC. I'm just one of the greatest documentarians of my generation. Oh, know. did you do the Last Dance? Was that you? 
<laughs> Why would you even? No, I didn't. I didn't do the last dance. Oh. What 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 sort of stuff have you done? Oh, you did the Tiger King. Is that what you're saying? I before? did the Tiger King before the Tiger King was a big hit. I I did Tiger King before Tiger King was cool. What does that mean? You you did a documentary about the Tiger King. Guy. Yeah, okay. I went in there and I was like. Hello, Tiger King. And he was like, hello, I'm Tiger King. And I, I sort of showed everyone around. And then some other guys came in and was like, we're going to do this the same. <laughs> but just like, stretch it out over eight episodes. Wait you- a second. Louis Theroux already did this. This is outrageous. And you did all yours you in one hour. You furious about that. That uh, is weird. I am furious. Don't get me wrong. I'm absolutely livid. Sounds like. And I don't get angry. Yeah. Yeah, this is, m- this is me when I'm angry. Okay. <laughs> You wouldn't like him when he's angry. That's right. All right, question eight. I didn't realise Scotch is spelt whiskey and Irish bourbon is spelt whiskey with an E. When the barman asked if I wanted a whiskey with an E, I thought he was just getting the party started. Uh, Louis Theroux? Yes, Louis. Is that Michael Caine? No, that's Matt Stewart. <laughs> Another point there <laughs> for Matt. Matt Stewart. Well, Ma- Michael, course, you would know you whiskey, think, yeah. Of course I would know what whiskey is. That is an affront. You have deeply hurt me, Louis. I do apologise. I don't sort of mean to think that that... I just don't think that, you know, I thought that Matt might be just sort of a beer drinker. He seems like quite a a rough and tumble fellow. But that is true. The fact that you know what whiskey is, that is commendable. (laughs) You don't think whiskey is rough and tumble? What does that even mean? Whiskey is a gentleman's drink. A gentleman. I enjoy drinking whiskey uh, all the time from morning, noon and night. You at... I, I was doing my research on you, Sir Michael Caine, and at some some moments in the 60s and 70s, apparently you were drinking two bottles of whiskey a day and 80 cigarettes. Me and Peter O'Toole yeah. would drink whiskey day and day and they'd get into fights about who could smoke the most cigarettes. <laughs> and let me tell you. What a fight. <laughs> me and Michael Caine. Uh, oh, you and Peter O'Toole would win. No. Oh, you, Michael Caine, would win. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, me and Michael Caine. <laughs> okay. Uh, next question. You're only supposed to have a bloody good time reading my book. Uh, that's uh, Louis Theroux? Yes, Louis. Is that Michael Caine? That is Michael Caine. A point there for Louis, yes. You've <laughs> got that's a... one of your, your catch. Yes, I know that you're only supposed to yeah. Yeah, blow the bloody doors off. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, because that's what they say on the trip and everyone seems to copy... You know, that sort of impression. Yeah, I know. It's very, it's a very easy impression to do. And people like to do it because I've got such a very uh, interesting way of speaking. <laughs> what do you think fun. about that, Michael, about how uh, people sort of impersonate you a lot and almost to the level of it being a bit hacky? What do you think? I think I'm not a big fan of it, to be honest. Uh, I could only do, I can't even do the Michael Caine impression. <laughs> That they could, they could do. But I tell you what, just being my impression, I just do Michael Caine. And Michael Caine will always do what Michael Caine does. I wish I could do impressions. I can't do any. Really, I think that you'd be great with impressions. Besides, you don't really want to get into impressions. It's actually considered quite a sort of a lowbrow field of comedy. Oh, it's okay. quite hacky. What do you reckon's worth? Yeah. Impressions or parody songs? Mm, it's tough, but I think parody songs are probably worse. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, parody songs and then magicians. <laughs> oh That's no! Parody songs are higher than magicians. I don't believe so. Magicians believe on their so. own, but magicians who try and do comedy at the same time—that's no. Just sure. b- just do magic. Yeah. Don't cheapen it. I respect everyone who's just you know 
chasing their dreams and and uh, having a bloody go. Everyone, so, you respect everyone. Well, okay, look, you probably all right. <laughs> this guy respects this is, Hitler. Louis Louis Theroux. This look is what this happens guy. when Louis in the room. I didn't realise that we were uh, having a show with a neo-Nazi, <laughs> but this guy respects Hitler's right to do what he wants to do. <laughs> And our last question for the round. One day I'm going to go to Glastonbury. Sigh. I'll be like one million years old. Matt. Yes, Matt. Uh, that's got to be Michael Caine. No, that's Louis Theroux. Point oh. there for Louis. Yeah. That's happening just... right now. Glastonbury is on. Is it what? Well, like, oh, it's meant to be. But oh, like, right. you know, so that long weekend... June 26, 27, 28 normally, because that's my birthday's on June 26. Ah. And my friend uh, Ben's is on June 27th. So, yeah. Shout out to Ben. Happy birthday, Ben. Wait, yeah. sorry. You just subtly told us your birthday. Happy birthday, Josh. That's all right. I missed that. That was probably the main part, but I, I wish was... Ben a happy birthday before I realized it's fine. He's, that it he's was not here, yours. so he doesn't need to know. Hey, at the end of that round, the scores are Michael Caine. Sir Michael Caine on one point. Yes. Louis Theroux on two points, but in the two lead points. on six points, it's Matt Stewart. Oh, it's been a great battle so far. Right. What do you think of the, being a Sir Michael? Do you is that something that you uh, you appreciate and you hold dear, or is it is that the kind of thing that matters to you? Being a, a Sir, you get to go into all the great clubs at Buckingham Palace. <laughs> They've got these great raves. They go on there. The Queen is going absolutely mental. She, I walked in there one time and they were like, can we see your knighthood? And I showed it to them. And then I walked in and there's old Queenie racking up. <laughs> Big boss. Like, you wouldn't believe. And I was like, Queenie, you got to chill out. It's a Monday. It's a tomorrow's a school now. <laughs> and she's like, the school stops for my birthday, bitch. And I, you know, I was just so impressed. God bless her. Okay, our next round is called Couch Surfing. New round. And then Prince Andrew was there. <laughs> oh, and I oh, got no. the fuck out of, <laughs> yeah, out of there. I got out of there. I was yeah. like, I don't need this right now. With you not blinking, him not sweating, that's just, you, who knows? That's, that's a dangerous co- uh, that's two, combination. Two absolute no blinks and no sweats. Poker players Plus. at the highest highest regard, those two would be, yeah, hard to beat. Right, this yeah, game. Prince Andrew was like, do you want to come on my friend's jet? <laughs> and I, I just, I decided not to. I was like, I don't think this is a great idea. I'm surprised, Louis, you haven't done more on the Epstein case. That seems like would have been up your alley. Yeah, well, you know, it's well, hard to get. I don't, hard want to get to, in. I don't want to be assassinated. That's true. Might, yeah, might edit that that's out. That's a big thing. I tried looking into it, but then uh, Hillary Clinton came over to my house and she said, "Listen, okay, I will murder you." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, don't worry about it." Hills. <laughs> yeah. Chill. I did like in that whole story that Chris Tucker, his name was on the flight logs, but it was a different Chris Tucker, not the one from Rush Hour. So, thank God because I love the Rush (laughs) Hour movies. Just such an unfortunate uh, thing. Anyway, this round is called Jackie Chan's Poopers at the end. (laughs) Always a riot. Yeah. I I, I tell you what, I asked Christopher Nolan, I said, you know what? Batman is missing. It's bloopers at the end. That would be good. Bloopers. It'd be so funny. Do some Inception bloopers. They're <laughs> rolling around in that little tumbly cage. I'm sure some laughs would have occurred. The prestige bloopers, talking about magicians before. That would have been funny. <clears throat> All right. This round, couch surfing. In this round, we talk about those times where our friends came through for us 
and allow us to crash on their floors until we got back on our feet. And today, we're talking about a young Michael Caine. Now, for a few months in the 60s, Michael was staying with a good friend. But what piece of art was Michael the first person besides the creator to see or hear and considered a masterpiece straight away? Was it A, he was living with the artist Francis Bacon, who for weeks would yell and fight with his lover, George Dyer. One night, Michael had had enough and went in to stop the commotion. When he walked into the studio, he saw the portraits and knew they were brilliant and forgot all about their arguments. That's A. B. He was staying with the film composer, John Barry, who one night worked entirely on a piece for a film he was working on. He worked very loudly all night and did not stop. In the morning, he played the finished composition to Michael. The piece was the title theme to the James Bond film Goldfinger. Or C. He was living with the comedian Peter Cook as they were drinking buddies, and one night, along with Dudley Moore, the three of them came up with the characters Derek and Clive. Michael knew it was genius, and for the next decade, tried to convince the two to record them. They finally did, and they were considered masterpieces. But Michael still believes, though, that the unrecorded sketches from when they first created these characters are far superior. Now, Louis and Matt, one of these is the real one. You Mm. ask Michael as many questions as you can to try and get to the truth. Bear in mind, Michael, once you get it wrong, so he gets your point. The floor is open for questions. Ask away. Okay, with um, if I could go first, just Louis through from the BBC, uh, Michael. What sort? What was the painting that Francis Bacon was painting that you said that that was a masterpiece? Well, I tell you, what, it was the, it was a, it a portrait of George Dyer crouching, and all day he was crouching there trying to get a little a penny down. Okay, it was it was a penny that had slipped through the cracks, and. Francis was like, don't worry about the penny anymore. Why are you trying to get a penny? And George Dyer was like, uh, well, I have I suffer a lifelong addiction to drugs and alcohol. I need that penny. <laughs> and he was like, uh, we can get always other pennies. And uh, anyway, George just kept going at it. And Francis drew the picture of him doing uh, crouching down. And he's always trying to get the penny. And that's what people don't know. Not a lot of people know that. <laughs> And I said, Francis, baby, this is going to be a hit. Great. Matt, any questions? Oh, sorry. I love hearing Sir Michael Caine talk. Um, I got a little little loss there in his eyes. I So with uh, <laughs> Those the... Those unblinking pools. <laughs> the, uh, so, so what you was never the... went to swim in a pool that blinks. No, that's true. That'd be oh, that'd be horrific. That'd be a terrifying ordeal. <laughs> Can I get out? No, it's picking. <laughs> so it's where the lids come from. This is a household pool. Why does it have fleshy <laughs> lids? What sort of? Where am I in this kind of, you know, Lovecraftian landscape? Do you need clarification on what the other ones were, Matt? Is that what you're going to ask? So, uh, so there was the Derek and Clive. Yep. Sketches. What? So you're saying that before, and they're like, they're quite a famous couple of characters, right? So what were the, what was the stuff that was even better than that that was never recorded? Uh, they had this one wonderful sketch where one uh, was this uh, very dressed up as a very fat man with a computer and uh, said, computer says no. <laughs> <laughs> and it was hilarious. Sounds it. Sounds great. 
<laughs> they just said, computer says no, over and over again. And it was absolutely just, it tore me up inside. <laughs> and I said, you need to lay this down on some sweet vinyl. And they, you know, um, denied about it. But, you know, eventually they did it. Mind you, that Dudley Moore was so drunk most of the time that he could barely string words together. In fact, it was a miracle that they managed to release anything at all. I imagine it would have been a bit of a weird problem that like, computers were in pretty early days at that point as well. <laughs> and that what, that's what made it so you know, uh, uh, new and modern. And I said, yeah. people need to know about these computers. <laughs> uh, and, and he was like, they don't even know what computers are yet. No, so they will, and they will use it to look up pictures of naked ladies <laughs> and to fight with with themselves online and cancel each other. And they're like, I don't even know what cancelling is. No, it's like it's when you don't like someone, and they have to go away. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so that's that sounds pretty good. And then what was the the other one there, Josh? The composer, oh, <clears throat> the composer John Barry, uh, who composed. The theme to Goldfinger. That's a great... Yeah, I love that. I love that song. Yeah, well, that is an interesting story, actually, because that exists as... I mean, that is true. It's a true story, okay? I was hanging out with him, and I was getting some juice from the fridge, and I just said, uh, uh, Michael Caine, I want some juice, some juice... For Michael Caine. <laughs> and I got some juice for Michael Caine. And he was like, hang on a sec. <laughs> I'm writing this this song for a movie by Ian Fleming. And I've got to write a, a, a song for it. Can I use it? And I was like, That's just, I just made it up. It's a juice song that I always sing. And I still sing to this day. So, are you saying, sorry, am I getting the scoop that Goldfinger is actually a parody of a Michael Caine original? That is correct. I've changed, my, mar- I've changed my mind on parodies. I'm on board now. <laughs> they are, that is high art. Of course it is. Um, so how much Caine. of what you're saying, Michael, sorry, Get so some Michael. juice, some juice for Michael Caine. He- Michael he Caine. gets some juice. <laughs> and then I get some juice and I close the door. You get the juice. Michael I always Caine get the juice, the juice from Michael Caine. I, just, I don't even know if I follow the song, let yeah. alone the anecdote. Well, it's about Michael Caine getting juice because that's what I'm doing. Because sometimes I sing what, exactly what I'm doing. Oh, and Matt, he's saying um, for Michael Caine, not from oh, Michael Caine. Yeah. Okay. He's not juicing himself. <laughs> I'm not juicing. I'm not a self-sourcing juice man. That is absolutely ridiculous. Well, that is a totally different song then. Fair enough. Yeah, that, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Matt, what do you think? Do you think it's A, B or C? And so quickly, Sir Michael Caine, the, th- the things you're saying, you've said some truth in there? I don't know. I've said all truth. Okay. You have to choose. Yeah, he's, which one he's is playing true. it like it's all true, man. Okay. Well, it's um, it's, I mean, it all feels so fantastical. But, but one I'm is so actually glad true. That it is all truth. But the life of Michael Caine is a fantastical life. Right. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it's the uh, uh, the painter. Okay. So Francis Bacon. Okay. Yes. Uh, Louis. Louis through. What do you think? 
I'm going to say it's Dudley Moore. You're going to say C. You guys were around that same time. Mm. I would imagine that you quite you kind of partied together and you had a good time together. And so that sort of fits in with your timeline. And we're not sure that Francis Bacon completely sort of fits in with your time. But I'm not entirely sure. I haven't sort of read up a lot about uh, that uh, that time period with you. Um, uh, well, about the second one. You don't believe the, the Barrett, the, the, the Michael Caine song? <laughs> I don't. It's not like I don't believe it. I just don't think that that's the one that is what correct. Wa- what was the Francis Bacon one? I just looked up when he was alive. Was he meant to be in the same place? In the 60s. Oh, no. Yeah, we did meet together. Okay, he, he, was like little he, w- bit, he was an older gentleman in the 60s, but he was still with his lover, George Dyer. Well, if he's the if he's the guy that I've just looked up, he was born in 1561, so I think <laughs> I've probably... It's not him. <laughs> it's a different fa- Francis Bacon. How many Francis Bacons are there? Oh, Matt, if you've not known anything from this show, people share names with lots of different people. Okay, no, that is a good point. This one's got a LinkedIn profile. Six degrees from Francis Bacon. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you've both locked in. The correct answer was B. So two points there from Sir Michael Caine. No one got it. It was John Barry, who wrote, composed Goldfinger. Really? That's based Michael on the Caine. juice. <laughs> Get some juice. Some juice from Michael Caine. He gets some juice. That sounds like, like I a always Captain get the Kim juice. Theme. They're all in the same. It's an homage, isn't it? Must be. Gotcha. At the end of the round, the scores are Louis Theroux on two points, Michael Caine now on three points, and still three on points. six points, it's Matt Stewart. Hey, just stopping the podcast there to let you know about this weekend and the next six weekends. So on Saturday, June 27, 4.30, the first of six live stream shows are going out. Make sure you get a ticket. Tickets are only $10 and they're at joshearl.com.au. So you can go there, get a ticket, or you can get a season pass, which is 50 bucks. So all six shows and almost like, you know, you get one for free. These shows are also going to be staying up a bit longer than the first uh, season. So the first season run out for 24 hours. These ones, the first one's up for seven weeks. They're all going to go off out from August 8. So it'll give you plenty of time to watch it, plenty of time to tell your friends so they also can get season passes and then we can all get paid and it's going to be fun. Uh, so go to joshua.com.au for tickets. This Saturday, the, the lineup is great. It's the boys from the Dum Dum Club. So Tommy and Carl plus Nina Ayama plus Adam Knox. So from Filthy Casuals, who Tommy also does. Very, very funny. They all got on very well, so it's going to be a really good show. And then the next week, we have people like Matt O'Kine, and we also have, coming up, we have like Aaron Chan, and, and Zoe Kuzma, and Celia Pacola and Andy Lee, and Fiona O'Loughlin, and Charlie Pickering, and on and on and it goes, and everyone is amazing. So make sure you get your tickets. I'm going to let you go back to this episode. Hopefully enjoying it. I had so much fun. I love it. And uh, yeah, I'll see you soon. Right, this round is called Knowing Me, Knowing You. Now, I'm only going to read out a fact about someone on the panel. You have to guess whether it happened to them or it happened to me. You can ask them any questions you want. If you get right, you get a point. If you get wrong, the person who the fact may or may not be about, they get the point. So to Matt, was it Louis or was it me who, in our 20s, wrote to a music magazine complaining that they were always so complimentary of the local hip-hop scene? It was printed... And the next month, the letters page was just full of people shitting on us and our opinion. Is that Louis Theroux or Josh Earl? Well, I, I, I believe that that's something that either of you could have done. 
Yeah. Uh, yep. I assume you're both music fans. You're a music fan, Louis? Oh, absolutely. Big time music fan. That's why I wanted to go to Glas- Glastonbury. I've always wanted to go. It's one of the biggest festivals of the world. You know, I just sort of wanted to go there and check it out. But What's then when I go there, I just look. What's your local It's quite good. In, Lond- in London, it's wonderful. You know, we've got the grime. It's uh, really good stuff. Oh, Stormzy and, 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 and artists like that. But I live in LA right now and it's quite healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Big okay. time. Okay. Yeah, it's quite a big scene there, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Do you get involved in it? East Coast. Wo- no, I don't. You know, I, it's, I just sort of uh, admire it from afar. It's yeah. Not, yeah. And Josh, what was so? What was the local Bernie hip hop scene like? Oh no, this was an Australian magazine. So all the Australian okay. hip hop that Juice magazine would be so Juice oh, be so get, like get Michael started. Yeah. <laughs> but they would just say like bands like the Resin Dogs. Michael K, they gets the juice, <laughs> the juice for Michael K. But it was that time? Yeah, so that time, no, Australian hip hop is quite good now. But back then, it was all like not good. They sang in like fake American accents. Yeah, and yeah. So I was just saying, uh, it, it's not as good as like the actual American hip hop scene. So let's not, you know, pretend no it is. Saying, I don't buy no you as a letter writer, Josh. No one would ever say that the Australian hip hop scene is. Better than the American. I don't <laughs> think there's a person alive. That I know, would ever but say what that. I was trying to get across is that, like, when you've got the best, it's like saying, oh, the NBL is as good as the NBA. It's not. Okay, let's not pretend. Who's pretend- saying that? Who is this? No one. Because they're, but when it comes to music, they're saying that people were writing about how it's as good right. as what's coming out of the States. I'm like, it's not. Let's not pretend it is. No. Okay. I would say that about the NBL, though. Certainly in the nineties, <laughs> uh, when Mark, gays, go, Mark Bradkey, Wildcats, <laughs> Bradkey up against. Oh, uh, Louis Theroux is a Wildcats double, double, fan. Double. Big time. Yeah, you Wildcats oh, fan. To, it's hard to go to Perth because yep. I went to Perth recently last year. Ricky Grace. And it's hard to go yeah. to Perth and not have someone mention the Wildcats. It really For is. For some reason, they're the only state in Australia that still. Follow NBL. It's like NBL should only just be a WA thing now. Well, that and Wollongong. Wollongong love their their NBL team. You had a Wollongong on a on a basketball day. Oh, it's it's what, a nightmare to park. Called? What's their What's their team? Oh, they were the Il- is it, were they the Hawks and the Illawarra took them over. I don't know. I should know. I don't know. Why should you know? Are you in? <clears throat> I should know because I should do every single bit of research for this show. In case any questions come up, you would know that, Louis. Like you've got to be prepared. You do have to be prepared. That's absolutely true. But sometimes I just make things up as well. Sometimes yeah. I just make things. Uh, people ask me things, and I'm like, I don't know, frogs. So and I just sort of look at it, and people just believe me because I've got quite a trusting face. A- any more questions, yeah. Matt? Um. So I, I'm just curious to know because it feels like I'm playing at a bit of a disadvantage because uh, the other two players in the game are both uh, English. I just want to know, how close are you, Michael, to Louis? Uh, how close am I? Well, he yeah. lives in LA, so <laughs> geographically, I am not very close at all. But you know each other well. We have, we have, we have, we've met each other, yeah. We, uh, we hang out with each other at a Wiggles concert, I believe. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I was at a Wiggles concert. I got to meet them. I got to meet the Wiggles. <laughs> New Wiggles or old Wiggles? I got, uh, it was the old Wiggles yeah. who were the original Wiggles. Except, let me tell you, 
I don't like that that one that's still in there. <laughs> Why is it still in there? Yeah, no, it's quite. I was thinking about doing the next piece on that. <laughs> it's why it's quite disturbing, you know. Like they're all new and fresh, and yet he's still. What sort of gambling debts? You know, what sort of crazy shit has happened that he needs to keep working? I don't. Well, if I was him, I would walk away. The other three are contractors, though. So the original four still own the rights to all the wiggle stuff, and so they're just paying these other three as yeah, like exactly. on a way. So. As if, so why would you be there unless you really <laughs> did something bad? He's <laughs> paid. There's hush money afoot. What do you think, Matt? Uh, I'd say, I just, I'm sure that you've made fun of people who write letters to me before. And I I feel like that's the only thing. Because apart from that, your story adds up better. This is in my early gonna, 20s. Okay, early. All right. I'm going to, you've convinced me. I think it's you, Josh. The correct answer was Louis Theroux. So I'll point <laughs> off you, that. You I got dog. you, you fuck. <laughs> you, you're too far out in front, Matt. That's why I went hard on that one. Okay, so that was good. So to Michael now, to Michael Kane. Was it Ma- M- Michael Kane. Was it Matt or myself, who as a child, we once got in trouble by our dad. And as a punishment, our dad gave us two options. One, we could either get smacked. Or two, we could drink a glass of lemon juice. Well, both seem like child abuse. <laughs> it was the Can 80s and not early 90s, a different time. Yeah, you could really let your kids have it, and people <laughs> were like, that is totally fine. Just, people were a lot less stressed going around. Parents were back then. In end, but in the end, it caused the stress <laughs> yes. of the day. Yeah. Well, uh, let me see. Between uh, you and... So what we, you had to drink lemon juice or... You get a smack. Get a smack. <laughs> that is messed up. Uh, <clears throat> who is the most psychologically damaged <laughs> out of both of you? What did you do? I. Matt. Oh. I. Uh, that's a good question. I can't remember. I just. Um, just one of those days. Dave got home from work and I was doing Dave. something. You call your dad Dave. <laughs> Do I call him Dave? It sounded we, like you said Dave got home from work. We're very like close. You and, you and your dad are on a first name basis. We are very close, me and Dave, yeah. Do you reckon the, that's closer or not as close? If, you, your, dad, not if as your dad said, don't call me dad, call it's me like Dave. Mike going, excuse me, Michael Caine. Like, don't call me Michael Caine. Call me, call me Sir Michael Caine. Like, I never f- tortured my children. <laughs> as far as I know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I'm not sure. But, you know, it's just standard sort of. Nine-year-old or whatever behaviour, I'd just done something that uh, wasn't quite right. To answer the same question, I got caught eating um, golden syrup straight from the uh, little jar. That's also my answer, Michael. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't golden. It wasn't golden syrup. We weren't a lardy da family like that. Mine was sugar water. So. Golden syrup, One of the worst of all the syrups, I would say. I was, I, I got caught with, with it was like caught with your hand in the honey pot, but it was golden syrup. I had a whole hand and just like <laughs> scooping into my mouth. Wait, are you confusing a memory with Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> yeah, I had no pants on. <laughs> a depressed see, donkey. I mean, okay, so golden syrup or just nine-year-old behaviour? Hmm, that's a tough one, Michael. Yeah, I agree. Why are you? Talking. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just sort of talking. I don't. I sort of just say it when I'm nervous. Well, let me tell you, 
I never blink. But I will uh, say that I think that it is Matt. You think it's Matt? You yeah. are correct. Yes, it is Matt. A point there for Louis. I mean, Michael. Sorry. Don't know why That's I got you two I got mixed up. Confused as well. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, the way you look at me, it feels like you know me sometimes. I can see right through you. What'd you, what'd you opt with, Matt? Did you go the smack or the lemon juice? I went. Um, I went the lemon juice, and it was gross. So I, I backtracked and took the smack. Oh. Yeah, I'd probably take the so smack. I got. I kind of got both in the end, but yeah, if I if, second time around, he that never tried good. that, that is one. That's a strength of character. Yeah. Never let him see him. <laughs> Afraid, you know what I mean. All right, never blink to Matt. Never blink now to Matt. Now was it Michael Caine or myself, who once got to work with a childhood hero, and they told us some advice, which was never wear suede shoes because you'll get recognised at urinals and people will piss on your shoes. <laughs> oh wow, that's great advice. Um, and I, I, I was wondering how you're going to find a story that could be either you or Michael Caine, <laughs> and this one, I. I can see that. Who was your hero that gave you that advice, Josh? It was Frank Woodley. <laughs> great. That's great advice. Yep. From Frank. And uh, how about you, Sir Michael? Uh, for, sorry, what was that? Who who was the who was your childhood hero who gave you the advice to not wear uh, suede shoes? Uh, it was uh, John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> okay. John Wayne was a childhood hero of yours. A big tub. Big tub. The old West true grit. It was hard to be a kid back then and not enjoy John Wayne. I thought that he was the toughest cowboy in the whole wide world. And that's why I liked Frank as well. I thought Frank Woodley was the toughest man in the whole wide world. And I right. met him. Uh, a beautiful, beautiful banquet that we're having uh, at, at, for move for Hollywood, and he was there. He was a little bit older, and I was sort of still a young man. And he came up to me with his John Wayne voice, and he said, "Never wear blue suede shoes, <laughs> specifically blue suede shoes." I uh, no, I just made the blue suede the blue up, but you know, they never wear suede shoes. That makes. I mean, it was a that was a famous country song, wasn't it? Blue suede shoes by, by Elvis Carl Perkins. So, yeah, that's true. Famously covered it. That's a fact I learnt recently. So you like how I slipped it in there? It's nice. Uh, did, actually, Elvis did didn't originally. Uh, so, um, but, and he said because what they'll do is they'll look at it. What's your famous? They'll they'll be doing their business in the urinal. And then they'll look at you and they'll be like, wait a second, are you John Wayne? And they'll look over and they'll turn over and then the stream will go onto your shoes. It will splash on there. And of course, as we all know, water or moisture is very damaging to suede. Imagine piss even more so. Piss is just moist. I mean, piss is, is sanitised, isn't it? <laughs> is it? I, I, I think right. I only learned that yes, today, actually. Did a podcast earlier and that came up. It's so absolutely sanitised. Uh, so Michael Caine, is that... Except for, you know, the logger is in the air. <laughs> if you kept it in a jar, is that what you're saying? If you keep it in a jar, then it's fine. But don't put it in the sun. <laughs> so what, what, who, was, who was suggesting suede keep shoes was a good option? In a cool, dry place. Okay, thank you. Uh, Are you... Was it you or was it uh, Woodley who was saying, Frank Woodley, sorry, who was saying that 
No, who, who, uh, why, why did Swade just come was, up? Oh, he, who is the Frank Woodley? Is great. He's on uh, this new show called Last uh, Last One Laughing, and he's doing very well. I think he's going to win it. And I, I hear that. <laughs> who's saying that? Or who could have? I'm not saying yeah. that either. But I learnt it through my knighthood. Let's, we get yeah. to know about Amazon shows, and let me tell you, there's not. There's some bad stuff about that show that's going around. <laughs> How are you? So you're over in the England. You're hearing about Australian cable comedy shows. I'm a knight. Is that? Yeah. Well, it must be. Must have been something. Must have happened if it's going all the way to the UK. That that news. Oh, something. Something bad <laughs> happened. I feel like you'd be good at a man who doesn't blink. Would be very good oh, at a show. Absolutely. Like that. I tell you, who'd be great at that show? It'd be Tommy Lou Jones. Yes. Unable to make him laugh. <laughs> Stone Cold Killer. Is he the one who didn't like Jim Carrey? Was that Tommy Lee Jones or was that someone? He was in the Batman. Yes. Not the same Batman. That, oh, I was and in. he said, I do not. Uh, something Sanction this buffoon. <laughs> That's right. But every, <laughs> through, every five years, everyone that was in the Batmans, all the Batmans gets together for a big piss up. And we all have a really good time. And Val Kilmer's there and he can't. Speak very well, but he is a cook. He's actually a nice guy. Well, to answer your question, uh, Matt Frank, I think he <laughs> Jim Carrey, though, <laughs> bit of a cunt. <laughs> Frank was just being funny because I was. This was my first year doing comedy. Not even I hadn't even been a year in, and did a gig with him in Hobart, and I was being a real fanboy, going, "Oh, if you got any advice?" And he said, "Don't wear suede shoes," because and did the thing, but also did it with a bottle, like had a water bottle and then showed me what he meant and it was very funny and we laughed a lot real real clown that man oh, that's great oh that's very believable but uh, i mean i know as a long t- time listener of this show that you're a very good liar josh d- and i've already i like to play the game today i'm not lying i'm been... just playing the game sorry thank you um and so michael kane john wayne uh how did, did he act it out or anything like that it didn't need to uh it doesn't act it out he just told me all right. What do you what think? Would he Is he going to piss on my shoes? <laughs> that would be outrageous. And at the car, at the time, I was wearing suede shoes, so it was a cautionary tale. Have you worn them since? Never. I never touch them. All right. Well, I'm. I think. Go am vegan. Am I right to lock in an home. answer here? Yeah, lock an answer in, please. We've got an hour. Um, I think. I think this one. I'm not going to be fooled by you playing the game again, Josh. That was definitely Michael Caine and John Wayne. You are correct. Yes, it was <laughs> Michael Caine and John Wayne. What? Very good. You've lived a life, Sir Michael Caine. I sure have. That's One of the great greatest story. actors that is still alive today. You are. Very much so. Definitely. I agree with that. Can I quickly just ask Louis, because I, I yes, didn't, we course. didn't wrap up that last question. Yeah. What, what was your big problem with hip-hop in <laughs> London? No, it wasn't a problem. I was just saying that you know it's quite good and it's a it's a good thing. You know what I mean? It was just saying the state of it and how it's growing. And I would like to say that I was right. And uh, hip hop in the UK has grown and developed its own voice and become its own separate genre to what the hip hop in US is now. I did research into this question today, Louis. When you sent it through, I did some more research, and you didn't tell yeah. me this, but. Your pen name when you wrote that letter was King Lou dot E. Yeah, that's why no one would understand. They wouldn't get it. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, at the end of the round, the scores are Louis Theroux on three points, Sir Michael Caine on four points, and on seven points in the lead, it's Matt Stewart. All right, this is our final round. It's called Who Who, Who Who. In this round, I'll read out questions about you three. If you know who it is, buzz in. Your name is your buzzers. You get a point if you get it right, a point off if you get it wrong. Only round you can lose points. First one is this one. Who here grew up pretty much parented by au pairs? Matt. Yes, Matt. Uh, that's got to be Louis Theroux. You are correct, yes. A point there for Matt. Yeah, that was a giveaway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's why you were... Ve- something about... I don't know what it is. There's well, just something about My father was away you. for quite some... T- you know, he was away and he was travelling and things like that. He was quite a famous writer. And also, Louis so. was very quiet in the, when we were talking about punishment as children. Like, the au pairs wouldn't be doing anything. No. Uh, next question. Who once held a friend's hat while the friend beat up four, ma- four men at the one time? Louis Theroux. Yes, Louis. All right. Oh, no, Michael. sorry, Louis. Uh, Michael, Louis got in first. Uh, that would be Michael Caine. You are correct, yes. Point there for Louis. <laughs> Michael Caine, was, you were about to buzz in for yourself there, Michael. I was indeed, because I just, uh, I remember that. It was a great time. Sean Connery was the friend as well. That's right, and he is quite, quite the pugilist. Handy with handy with his you. fists. Four, four men. It didn't give him 007. That again brings us back to the 007 connection. Uh, next question. Who here had a job that they described as holding Tony's punty rod? Uh, Matt. Yes, Matt. Is that Sir Michael No, Kane? it's Louis Theroux. He was an apprentice as a glass blower, and his job was to hold... Oh, sorry, right. I'm talking for you, Louis, but the job was no, to that's hold... that's okay. It's called the punt. The punty rod, yeah. In, yeah, and you put it into the glory hole... <laughs> Uh, and, you know, you smelt it up and then you blow it. So, yeah. Uh, next question. Who once lost out on a job at a... His name was Tony. Tony, yeah, sorry. Who once lost out on a job at a newsagent's to a middle-aged woman who this person was told had more of a personality? Michael Caine. Yes, Michael Caine. Is, <laughs> is that Matt Stewart? Yes, it is Matt Stewart. I put there for Michael Caine, yes. It's a brutal memory. It's a pr- How old were you? It's a real brutal memory. Uh, I was in I was in uni. I was, I was doing a couple of jobs, getting through uni, and um, we were both working. I'd been working there for a while, and they just cut my hours. No, they they cut my hours down to one shift, and this middle aged woman started doing the shifts. I, what's going on here? And uh, he called me into the office, the boss, and he said to me, "If you can't show more personality, <laughs> then." Karen's going to have the job. At a news agency. <laughs> At a news agency. <laughs> Who wants more personality? Just <laughs> Find their lotto tickets in a paper. <laughs> Do you want a scratchy? <laughs> yeah. It was... I want a $2 one or a $1 one. Great personality. <laughs> I was showing my normal personality as well. It wasn't, I wasn't well, I can't like... understand his point of view. <laughs> <laughs> I was giving as much as I would give anywhere. Maybe a little bit more. Yeah, okay. you know, I was Again, this isn't this isn't helping your case. <laughs> I've got to say, Luke, you've been a lot more pleasant to Matt this episode than last episode. Last episode, well, you were I've very still mean. maintained a sort of snide remark. Yeah, but you're so. very. I listened back. You're very mean, but yeah. Well, I've good. toned it down. Yes. you know, it's a bit of growth. Yeah, I listened back, and I was like, "Ooh, Louis, you know, you got to chill out, okay?" Uh, you're waiting for me to muck up. Well, Classic I looked in from the mirror uh, with Louis, and I was like, "Hey, Louis, do you think that maybe I don't know, perhaps?" You might be, you know, viewed as a bit of a... That was quite harsh. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's right. And I used my own powers against me. <laughs> oh, well, it's starting to run out because you just... You were quite offensive there about my personality, <laughs> which is a big part of what makes up who I am. If the truth is offensive, then, <laughs> you know, maybe that's what we need. 
good point. I will think about this. Take if you take nothing else away, take that from this podcast. Okay, next one. Thank you. Who here was once squirted by a woman's breast milk in an adult bookshop, and they replied, "Save some for the baby." <laughs> uh, Louis Theroux. Yes, Louis. <laughs> Michael. That King. was you, you dipshit. A point off, Louis. <laughs> oh, that was a little. <laughs> <laughs> what, Louis? Can you explain that story? I'll read it out no. again. So, a, a woman in an adult bookshop squirted Louis from her breast with milk. And then Louis replied, save some for the baby. I don't really remember it. I like, I've got a local bookshop that I like to hang out with. <laughs> it's, in, it's in your book, um, your latest one. Um, Going to get through this. Yeah, that's right. Uh, check it out. I got my title from, uh, talk to Will Anderson. <laughs> and he was like, you've got to put your name in the title in some sort of pun. And I was like, surely not. And uh, he was like, trust me. It works. Uh, and I was like, you know what, Will Anderson, you're you're probably the most successful comedian in Australia. I will take your word for it. And look out, it works. Look, yeah, I've booked you on this podcast. Smart advice. Next one, who, while in South Africa, unbeknownst to them, was ridiculed by the locals for his hair and they were all shouting lady at him. Matt. Yes, Matt. That's got to be Sir Michael. You King. are correct, yes. It's because I've got nice blonde hair. Yeah, just blonde hair. Though that's that's a lady colour. Come on, South Africa, you can do better. Yeah, in the end, <laughs> Michael came came out on top because it turns out they were quite racist. <laughs> uh, next question: Who here once had Australian Idol contestant Rob Mills ask for a photo with them? Michael Caine. Yes, Michael Caine. Louis Theroux. No, that's Matt Stewart. Matt Stewart had that one, so point off, Michael. Imagine if Louis Theroux... <laughs> sorry, Louis, to speak for you here. But no, imagine no. if Louis Theroux thought that a, note, a noteworthy story <laughs> to share with Josh when he was on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't even know who Rob Mills is. Uh, he was in Australian Idol. He sang the Sonia Dada song, Lover, Lover, You Don't Treat Me No Good No More. And Dicko said, too, too easy a choice. You, you've no, nope. oh, yeah, no, nope. that has been lost to the sands of time, <laughs> and no one will remember who Rob Mills ever was. Well, it was a great moment for me, anyway. <laughs> uh, next question Who, while trying to perfect an American accent, repeated the phrase four door Ford for days on end? Matt. Yes, Matt. To me, it makes sense. The only actor in the group, or proper actor, Josh, I don't mean any offense. To, uh, I'm not, that. I'm not included in this round. Okay, great. Well, I'm going to say Michael. You Kane. are correct. Yes, a point there for Matt Stewart. Yes, I never really perfected it. C- can we hear some of it now? <laughs> uh, I'm not uh, uh, a four-door thought. <laughs> I've never done a successful American accent in any movie, so towards the end, I just stopped trying. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Russell Crowe's the same. Just doesn't do an American accent. Just does a, a nondescript accent. Just does nothing. He's accent. a very good. He's a good guy, but he does love his Bundaberg rub. Yes, and watching his South Sydney Rabbitohs play. Unless you like the character is, oh, I'm famously uh, from this place with this accent. Why does it matter anyway? Michael, oh, this, you know, you're writing a story. It's all fiction. Oh, the backstory of Michael Caine's character. Yeah, he's come over from England. <laughs> you know, it's not hard to get around. That's right. I mean, look at what happened to, you know, who who did it to? It's it, it, Olivia Newton. Don John did the same thing for Greece. Just like oh, she's come over from from Australia. 
Patrick Stewart, he was talking to me. He tried the American accent once or twice in that movie, The Green Room. Yeah. And he was like, I'm never doing it ever again. Oh, well, you, Terrible. your good friend Sean Connery in The Hunt for Red October was a Russian with an Irish accent. Exactly. They sorted that Scottish? out because well, yeah. they was like, you've got to do this. And the same in Highland. They were like, you've got to be this Egyptian fellow. And he was like, I tell you what, I'll do it Scottish. <laughs> and they were like, you know what? All right. <laughs> and our final question for the game. Who here has written and published a book of trivia? Michael Caine. Yes, Michael Caine. Louis Theroux. No, it's you, Michael Caine. Ah, I tricked you. <laughs> You've actually written four books of trivia, Michael. Which I love a bit of a trivia. A bit of trivia there for you. At the end of the game, the scores are Louis Theroux. No. Did you know? Oh, yes. That Wales came from the land. What? Not a lot of people know that. Not a lot of people know that. <laughs> question, uh, not question, the end of the round, end of the game, the scores are Louis Theroux, three points. I'm Louis Theroux. Sir Michael Caine, three points. Michael Caine. But our winner on nine points, he's won, you won last time too, Matt, Matt Stewart on nine points. Well done, Matt. This feels good. I mean, I almost feel like you should combine the two Englishmen's scores together. You know what? But... You said exactly the same thing last time. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> Uh, well, no, it's a it's a, a complete honour to beat a couple of superstars. I was earlier on. I was trying to pretend I didn't know who Louis Theroux was because he was so mean to me last time. But I can't, I can't fake it anymore. I'm a big fan. Oh, it's a bit ribbing, you know. I found, I found that that's what they do on Australian podcasts. Is yeah. that they just bully and tease each other and create a toxic environment it's... surrounding their podcast. So I figured, hey, why not just do that? And it, it, it felt weird. But so in the end, I just chilled out. Good, good. I like it. I like that. You know, we're all very emotional. We've got many emotions. It's good. Okay. One one of Josh's catchphrases on this podcast is calling his guest dipshit. So you know, really? pretty toxic. Yeah, pretty toxic. I am. Stuff. I'm the bad boy of Australian comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, because you win, you can promote whatever you want to promote. You've got your podcast. Yes, got my podcast. Uh, do go on and we're doing we've got a web series going on at the moment with jess perkins and dave warnicky filmed out of stupid Oz studios it's also called do go on yes so i mean the what made it a web series is we filmed yep. it right um, yeah classic. they're shorter episodes though classic stuff yeah i'm sort of moving into your field louis yeah and uh people can find that at youtube.com slash stupid old channel and i'm also starting up my music podcast again for season number two listen now podcast with matt and sam yes and second season is going to be about 80s rock. And there's a poll out now on my social media and stuff where we're getting people to vote for their favourite 80s rock albums. And we're going to count down the top, I don't know, 15 or 20 or whatever in season two. So nice. that should be fun. Good. Um, Louis Theroux, where can people see or hear you? I've got a book out, of course, that you guys know that uh, are yes. you know, getting through it. And um, I've also got a new documentary, Louis Theroux, Selling Sex, where I... Know meet women in the UK, uh, that and and follow them around. Oh, nice! And uh, I also am doing a YouTube web series uh, where I just uh, cook different eggs. Um, I cook up eggs. <laughs> I say, hey, this week we're gonna cook up a bunch of eggs, and it's always the same way that I cook. I always boil it, but uh, you know, I check it out and I talk to the eggs and I see, you know, what sort of uh, things they like. And at the end, we have a little taste test. Huh. And we check out each egg. So if you want to, we just go through the different eggs in different regions. 
And there's actually quite a good amount of different flavours. Nice. Do you, you always do chicken? Uh, no. Well, we do do chicken, but we are looking into going into different, different, you know, creatures. Great. Are you well. saying that de- depending on where the chickens from, their eggs taste different? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, different what their diet is. Um, you know, what sort of um, if they're free range. I find that the open range, the fr- the really free range, because you've got different levels of free range, right? But the really, you know, the really free open farms, the yolk is a much, uh, you know, flavoursome. And it's quite yellow, uh, sort of a vibrant yellow. So I would always go for the definitely more flavoursome. Check it out. Also, smoked eggs. Have you ever had a smoked eggs? (coughs) Oh, absolutely. What does that mean? It's smoked. It's been smoked, yeah. (laughs) Okay, then I probably could have figured that out. It's in the name. Uh, so check those out. Michael Kane, where can people see you? Michael Kane. Well, I'm doing uh, Tenet, which is good. It's just coming out soon. I'm also doing uh, Now You See Me 3. Great. Which is uh, going to be a real cracker. So uh, keep, a lord at, uh, keep a look out for that. But otherwise than that, I'll be sitting at my home in Surrey, chilling out, Excellent. smoking a couple of bowls and relaxing. Great. Hey, uh, what are bowls of eggs? Yes, smoked eggs. Not bowl, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, listeners of this podcast, uh, I'm doing the live stream show starting this Saturday, going the next six weeks. So go get a ticket at joshua.com.au. They're $10 for a single uh, episode, or you can get the season pass for all six for $50. So you save 10 bucks. And uh, they're going to stay up until August 8. So the last times they were just being deleted after 24 hours, this time they're up for uh, seven weeks. So if you can't see them this weekend, you can still buy a ticket and uh, watch it in your own time. And while I'm doing shout-outs, can I also give a big shout-out to another podcast called The Grub, which is ha- it's a very funny podcast. It's a sketch podcast with uh, people like Greg Larson, uh, Ann Edmonds, and Ben Russell. So go, go and listen to that one. Have you heard that one? That's really good. Ben is one of, uh, one of my favourite guys on there. He does lots of funny <laughs> oh, voices. I'm more and... Team Greg, but it, it, they're all good. They're all good. Well, Edo's, also, well, Edo's probably the, the legend of She's the She's definitely but... the most famous one. Yeah. 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 But Ben, Ben, sort of well. the, he's the, he's not as as uh, well known, but he really does some funny, funny little voices, and I think uh, people will tune in for that. I think voices and impressions are kind of passe. I think they're done, personally. Not me. I think they're real funny. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening, and uh, I'll see you next time. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 